It's time for the Crime Report, ladies and gentlemen. Sponsored by the Crime Stoppers, Suffolk, 1-800-220-TIPS, 220-8477. That's where all phone calls are considered anonymous. And information that will lead to an arrest, sometimes a monetary reward issued, $5,000, sometimes more. Info leading to uh, arrests uh, in a particular case. Joe Jacklin, of course, retired sergeant, NYPD, former commanding officer of the Bronx Cold Case Squad. Current adjunct professor at John Jay College and an author of the Criminal Investigative Functioning. I have new investigators. Fourth edition, Joe, of course, highly decorated member in the day of the NYPD, including the most notable Department Medal of Valor. Uh, always great to have him. The SARS. Joseph, how are you, my friend? Good morning, Jay. How are you? I am well. We've got a lot uh, to uncover, so let's get right to it. Let's start with the Michigan State stuff. Uh, Joe, could have been uh, a lot worse. Tipster from one of the students. Uh, my goodness. 71 mass shootings, Joe. I think it's 71, maybe 72 uh, since January the 1st. It's, it's just unconscionable. But uh, it could have been a lot worse at MSU during the week. You know, we've seen this before. And, uh, you know, you try and get a grip on it. And, you know, it, there's a common denominator here where the parents saying, you know what? Something wasn't right with this guy. There was an instance between the father and this guy, Anthony McRae. But in essence, a horrific story there. Yeah, I know. Terrible. Like I said, uh, we hate to say, well, it could have been worse, right? But, I mean, unfortunately, that's that's all you're left with that really even talk about. That things could always have been worse. And, that, you know, it's almost like, oh, well, no, thank God it was only, you know, only four people. Yeah, I was shot. I mean... Yeah, Jay, we're going to talk about this thing so as long as you're on the radio. I mean, as unfortunately, that's that's the bottom line here. And, you know, we're, we're starting to learn a little bit more about the killer. He belongs to uh, some other group that's labeled 20 killers or something like that. So as they go further down that rabbit hole and start getting involved in the social media and, and anything else that they're finding through the search warrants, then, you know, we'll, we'll learn more. If, um, you know, thoughts and prayers definitely uh, don't work. In this regards, and uh, you know, we need to have some sensible, you know, <laughs> sensible moves made by some politicians. And I, what I mean by sensible, I mean just that. We know mental health is a problem. We know that access to guns with people who have mental health problems. But you know, he, here's a guy that was arrested in 2019 for the possession of a firearm, and the then district attorney let him go. So. You know, and and cleared the case. So I mean, this is this is where you start to scratch your head, right? So we have these progressive DAs that are just doing this all over the country, and then people want to know how and why. Well, we need to start with hiring people who are real district attorneys and not defense attorneys. No question. We got two good ones, by the way, here on Long Island, and Donnelly in Nassau, and of course Ray Tierney uh, in Suffolk County. Uh, listen, you're right. We've got too many soft DAs out there. I'll have one brag uh, in Manhattan. Maybe we can get into that case there with a nurse. Unbelievable there. But you're right. I mean, it starts at the top, trickles down, unless we figure out how to incarcerate individuals who should not be out there, who should not be walking the streets. Then, you know what? We're going to live in a state of absolute fear because that's uh, that's what it's all about right now, unfortunately. So. Uh, that happening in East Lansing, 
uh, early in the week. Also, uh, just the other day, the shooter at the Buffalo supermarket killing 10 black individuals, Joe, uh, getting a life sentence, no parole. Uh, federal guidelines have him in play, maybe for the death penalty. We'll see how that goes for Peyton Gindrin. But uh, a scene in the courtroom, a uh, spectator try to lunge at this guy. A lot of anger, a lot of, you know, just gut-wrenching stories. I saw a, a sister of the deceased get up there, and, it, you know, just a, a tough scene in that courtroom. My goodness. Yeah, the victim's impact statements uh, are always very, um, you know, hot, gut-wrenching. And, and, and you know, and I, I listen, I don't, I don't blame this guy for trying to jump over the table and trying to get a hold of this kid. I, I mean, you, you could only imagine what these families are going through and awful what, right? You know, he's, he's saying, well, I can't believe I did this. And, you know, I mean, come on already at this point. Yeah, you know. We we have the death penalty in in respect of uh, you know for the federal law or whatever. I mean, are we going to use it on this kid? Probably not. I mean, we we don't you know Pennsylvania just you know um, lack of a better pun there killed their death penalty off the other day. I mean, it's just it's um, you know we're never going to use these things again. Really, I mean, there's certain states that probably do this until their leadership changes eventually someday. But um, you know, if, if you don't. If you have a case like this and you don't use it, then then you really don't. You know, you're never going to use it. Jacqueline, uh, the crime report. Joe, let's uh, move to uh, another story. Remember the Jordan Randolph deal? Uh, you and I spoke about uh, Ed Nauseam years ago, 2020, on the William Floyd on a Sunday morning. He was going about 137 miles an hour, uh, inebriated, uh, thus killing a 27-year-old. Uh, police were chasing him, made a U-turn, rear-ended 27-year-old Jonathan uh, Maldonado. And we had his father, Victor, on, I remember, a couple of years ago. Uh, and another incident of an individual who is back out on the streets, or was, based on the soft laws, and even indicated he'll see you at lunchtime. That's what he said when he was cuffed one time. Uh, and it gives you an indication of just where we have gone in our society but nonetheless, uh, this guy convicted. Uh, hopefully, he gets a max sentence. I don't think he will. You know, probably get somewhere in the middle, maybe fifteen years. Uh, just a history of, of felonies and misdemeanors and drunk driving. It's, it's just unbelievable. Jordan Randolph, we said, but well, at least I stated he was the template, Joe, the template of what's wrong with all these laws. Nonetheless, he in the news this week. Well, I mean, listen, the. the he got indicted on 13 counts. Um, you know, he was another one of these, you know, like you said, guys that just flaunted the bail reforms in everybody's face. And, and and you know what? And what does Albany do about it? Absolutely nothing. They keep on fighting and digging their heels in. And, that you know, they're blaming everything and everybody other than themselves, of course. But uh, eventually it's going to cost them their jobs. I mean, eventually New Yorkers will get, fed up with this no matter what side of the aisle you're, you're sitting on when you're when you're when family members start becoming victims and things start happening and you start you know you keep on reading these headlines eventually people will wake up uh, and unfortunately how long does that take is a whole other problem because this is this is coming to be even more of a of a um of a condition going forward i mean new york city's still struggling i mean we, they they are they're kind of flatlined people are like oh things are improving no, they're not improving. We're up 25% last year as a record. 
and you're up a couple of percent this year already. That's not a good sign. You're on top of a record, and you keep on moving forward. Uh, you keep on going up. Excuse me. This this is what are people talking about here? It's it's like it's like a, they they forget about last year. Oh, you know, it, it's nothing's changing. I mean, you look around you, Jay. Right, there's graffiti everywhere. You're starting to see signs of you know urban decay, and it's just things that you never saw before, it's, or you haven't seen in, in decades. You're starting to see again. And that's the problem. When people start seeing that stuff, things start, will start changing. But how long does that take? I don't know. I mean, a perfect example is what happened last November the 8th when change could have been in play. It wasn't. Uh, I don't know what it's going to take. I really don't. Is it going to take more people exiting New York to, to open some eyelids? I, I don't even know anymore. I, I really don't. Uh, it's frustrating. It's beyond belief. You know, especially, you know, this past week with a judge uh, who went to a surprise blindside vote on the floor up in Albany. Uh, I mean, my goodness. I mean, that's just a prime example. Uh, A prime example. The inmates running the asylum, so to speak, Joseph. I'll tell you. Uh, It is um, is beyond reproach. I don't even know know what to think anymore, to be honest with you. Uh, Let's get into a couple of cases here. Uh, on Long Island, where you have a guy from Ronkonkoma attempting to steal uh, from an associate. This happened in Selden last year, Joe. Double murder in play here. Cold-blooded execution, according to the prosecutors, uh, in the Suffolk County. This 48-year-old Brian Cordovano, who did plead not guilty before the judge yesterday. Top charge, first-degree murder. Uh, lots of charges attached to Cordovano here. Uh, another very, very uh, tough story. Uh, that happened, uh, well, May of last year, sir. Right, yeah, so uh, this is one of those cases that we say, you know, you don't hear the end of it until the arrest is made, so this is how they operate out there. But, uh, you know, here's this guy, He they, they responded to a, a, a motel where somebody had cocaine overdose, and then that led him to a car, which led him to the victim's home. So, I mean, that's how you, sometimes the police, you know, sometimes you're, you're better off, you know, lucky than good, and that's how they did it. But they ended up doing a traffic stop, on him uh, yesterday, I think it was, and and you know that's that's how they uh, you know they they made the arrest. So it was, it was good police work. It took them a while to put the case together, but you know th- these things, good good prosecutable cases take time. And you got uh, like I said before, you got two good DAs on Long Island now, and you know this is the kind of um, things that that people wanted. And I think that was the kind of change that we saw here on Long Island, and and, and you'll I think you'll start to see that. Elsewhere, too, as things start, you know, still spiraling out of control in other locations. Uh, he's got a history. He's got a history of, as far as he's got some pending drug and forgery charges. That dates back a couple of years. Weapons and drug charges pending in Nassau County as well. So, uh, in essence, that's what you got. Also, you have a Huntington Station guy now facing a murder charge. Stabbing another one to death, allegedly. It was a dispute that happened yesterday. And then he turned on the on the victim's wife with a knife when she had tried to intervene. This happened in West, West Hills yesterday, Joe. Uh, after one, it was 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Unbelievable. This, this attack took place. And it was right near middle school. You know what, Jay? I mean, sometimes these, these stories, they get, uh, you know, crazier and crazier. Uh, you just, um, you know. We're going to find out more about this case, right? I mean, it could be whatever the defense is going to be, but, you know, I don't know. I mean, you're talking about a couple of 50-year-olds 50, 50 uh, that get involved in this kind of thing. I just, um, 
you know, I, I don't know. Almost, you know, it's almost to the point where, you know, words uh, have been uh, kind of exhausted here as far as some of these storylines are concerned. Uh, Joe, do we know anything more regarding what happened in South Hempstead with a body found? Rebecca Carlson identified uh, as that individual, 39-year-old, near a dumpster there. Uh, We don't have any any motive. We have uh, no one in custody on this, correct? No, they uh, well, they did r- rule it a homicide. So that's that's the one thing that did uh, come out of it so far. That the the um, medical examiner uh, has, has said that this is a homicide. The police are investigating it as a homicide, and uh, you know they really haven't released anything more than that. So we'll, you know, like one of those, we'll we'll stay tuned and I'll follow it, and maybe we can have an update for next week. Joe, that U-Haul driver, a sixty-two-year-old's name is Wing Soar. Uh, mental uh, illness has a history of it, according to his son. And this was the guy who mowed down some people, killed one, I, I do believe, killed one, seven others injured uh, in the streets of Brooklyn. Uh, a tough scene, an individual again impaired mentally here. Uh, and, and how many times do we talk about this type of situation? Yeah, it was eerily you know, reminiscent of uh, what happened on the West Side Highway a few years ago, especially that that case is, is on you know trial right now, where he mowed down a whole bunch of joggers on the West Side Highway. So uh, we we if you haven't seen the video yet of this guy, I mean it, it's on there. They have surveillance video of him driving up on the sidewalk and trying to hit people with it. So uh, you know uh, there are there's probably a lot more of the story that they're not telling us, and they kind of just. You know, it's, it's, it kind of like died in the media uh, in respect of, you know, other craziness that's been going on. But you always wish that they would just uh, follow up on some of these things. But we're we're in this, like, 22-second news cycle, and people just forget about these things. Question about it. Um, a couple of more for you, Joe. You know, this Tyler Flack thing is interesting. The 22-year-old who uh, stabbed to death the 16-year-old three years, uh, was it, 2019 outside of a strip mall in Oceanside. Uh, it's interesting because the judge has to make a decision February 28th, put aside the murder conviction. I don't think it'll happen, though, uh, where the prosecutors in this case said, you know what, those representing Tyler Flack were credible. Uh, listen, prosecutorial misconduct, some other stuff in there, they seem to, you know, they, they described the lawyer's as those of vim and vigor as far as their their will to defend them very competently i might add so the judge in the case uh will rule come february uh what is it february 28th i do believe uh i don't expect anything to change do you no i don't as far no, as black I don't. yeah yeah this is like uh, i guess the, you want to call it a last ditch effort or whatever you want to call it uh but I don't think you're going to see anything changing out of this. Joe, what do you what do you think we end on a good note for once? There's so much uh, so much tough stuff in the news over the last uh, week or so, but there's a great story regarding a carjacking uh, that took place uh, in South Hall, and uh, it was a really good. So it was a good Samaritan. Just happened to be in the right place, right time. Uh, it was a harrowing experience. A Holtzville man stole a Mercedes SUV and the driver's 14-month-old grandchild inside that car, by the way, asleep. Uh, it happened in Greenport, and it ended when the alleged carjacker 
lost control on a sharp turn on Main Street, crashed into a guardrail, came to a stop running the property of, I think it was a, one of those American Legion post buildings. Uh, but all in all, uh, that was about a half a mile or so east of the South Hold Town Police Headquarters. Uh, unbelievable. The driver, the grandmother, and the child suffering no physical injuries uh, we're out of the vehicle when it finally crashed. My goodness. Uh, close call right there, my friend. No, yeah, no, it's scary stuff there. I mean, listen, how many times you ever hear about carjackings happening on Long Island, right? So, like I said earlier, people need to wake up. Things are, things are changed. Things are going on. There's, there's things that are bubbling up behind the, uh, you know, underneath the underneath the surface, as they so to speak. I mean, it's just, um, it, it's just craziness. It really is. Lots of stuff. We will continue to monitor, and we'll talk to you in a couple of days. The great Joe Jacklin, the Sarge, and the Crime Report, Crime Stopper, Suffolk, 1-800-220-TIPS. Joseph, have a great weekend, my friend.